It is week 19 of Maseches Chagiga with the Sydney Colonel, sponsored in Nishmas in memory of Sarah Brian the Batichesko Halevi, and dedicated, of course, at the moment to the protection, the safety, and the security of our brothers and sisters in Israel. We are holding the Gemara of the Testament based two lines up from the bottom of the page. The Gemara continues with a statement that needs a bit of an explanation, a bit of background. We explained already on Dafyud Chesam at base, there were very pious people who adopted the practice that even when they ate non-sanctified, non-consecrated food, non-sacrificial food, they would eat that food according to the same Tara standards, according to the same purity standards as Kodesh, sacrificial food. So they would train and familiarize their family members with the standards that are appropriate for sacrificial food. Now, even though Chulin technically can't contract Tumah beyond the level of a Sheni Tumah, as we've explained, these people would guard their Chulin even from contact with a Shlishi, because such contact would invalidate Kodesh and render it a Ravi. As we explained, Kodesh can become a Ravi, Chulin can only become a Sheni, but these people, when they ate Chulin, non-consecrated food, they would guard it as if they would treat it as if it was Kodesh, sacrificial food, that they wouldn't even allow it to become in contact with a shlishi, they would treat it as if it was Kodesh, as if it was sacrificial food. Now there's a machlokas, a dispute in the Gemara Chulin, where the Chulin that are treated in this manner, where the unconsecrated food that's treated in this way, in this stringent way, whether it actually assumes the Tahara properties of sacrificial food or not. According to one opinion, chulin that's treated in this stringent way actually becomes like Kodesh. It becomes like sacrificial food. That the rabbis enacted that if chulin was treated in this way and then it was touched by a sheni, it actually can become a shlishi. Even though it's chulin and chulin can't become a shlishi, nonetheless, since it was treated in this way, it was treated in the way that it was on the level of Kodesh sacrificial food, it actually could become a shlishi. And it was capable of rendering even real Kodesh a ravi if it touched it. That is one opinion in the Gemara Chulin. The other opinion in the Gemara Chulin maintains that the rabbis never enacted that chulin prepared in this way should assume that the properties of actual kodesh that a person doesn't have the power on his own to assign to chulin to assign to non-consecrated food properties that will make them consider tummy when in fact they are toho the question is Rav Mari and our Gemara now wants to know does our Mishnah weigh into this dispute? And Rav Mari says, it does. Amr of Mari of Mari said, Shma mino, you learn from our Mishnah that Chulin Shanasu al Taras Kodesh, Chulin that was prepared according to the Tara standards of Kodesh, Kodesh Domu is actually like Kodesh. It actually takes on the properties of Kodesh sacrificial food, like that opinion in the Gemara in Chulin. That's what Rav Mari says. So the Gemara says, Mimai. Where do you know that from? Where do you see that in our Mishnah? So the Gemara says, The Mishnah doesn't teach a separate level regarding this category. What does the Mishnah say? People who eat their unconsecrated food, their chulin, in a state of ritual purity appropriate for chulin, for unconsecrated food, their clothing is considered to be ritually impure for people who eat truma. But what does the Mishnah not say? The Mishnah doesn't say the clothing of Purushim who eat their chulin according to the Tara standards of chulin is considered to be tummy through Midras for those who eat their chulin according to the Tara standards of Kodesh. Why not include that as a separate level? And the people who eat their chulin according to the Tara standards of Kodesh, their clothing is considered to be tummy for people who eat their truma, who eat truma on, a, on an appropriate standard for truma. In other words, the Mishnah goes from people who eat chulin in a manner commensurate that is appropriate for the level of chulin, that their clothing is ritually impure for people who eat truma, 
it doesn't have a level in between. The missing level is people who eat chulin in a standard appropriate for kodesh, for sacrificial food. The Gemara assumes that that's where it should sit. This missing level should sit in between chulin and truma. It should sit in between the, sacri- the, the, ritually, the ritual purity level appropriate for chulin and that for truma. And the fact that there's a missing level in the Mishnah shows you why is it missing. It must be missing because the Mishnah already has later on the level of Kodesh. So it must be that the author of the Mishnah holds that Chulin that's eaten always in a manner commensurate with the ritual purity state appropriate for Kodesh, for sacrificial food, must be that that is considered to be on the level of sacrificial food, on the level of Kodesh. And that's why the Mishnah doesn't list it because it's already catered for later on in the Mishnah. So the Gemara says, wait a minute, I understand you're right, it's not listed in the mission of that level, but for Dilma, maybe the reason it's not mentioned in the Mishnah is not because it's considered to be like Kodesh, rather because it's considered to be like Chulin or Truma. It's, in other words, it is catered for elsewhere in the Mishnah, but not because the author of the Mishnah thinks that Chulin that's prepared according to the Torah standards of Kodesh is considered to be like Kodesh. Rather, Chulin prepared according to the standards of Kodesh, maybe the author of the Mishnah holds, it's just like Chulin. And Chulin is listed in the Mishnah. Or maybe the author of the Mishnah holds that this food is considered to be just like Truma, and that's also mentioned in the Mishnah. This sounds we learned in the following Mishnah, there are other authors of Mishnah Eisen Prices, other Tanoim, who hold that Chulin prepared according to the Torah standards of Kodesh is considered to be like Chulin or like Truma and not like Kodesh. What do we see in this following Mishnah? The Mishnah in Torah says, Chulin shenasu al Taras HaKodesh harein kechulin. So here we have two opinions in Tanoim. The first one says that Chulin prepared according to the Torah standards of Kodesh is like Chulin. And the second one, Rabbi Tzadik says, it's like Truma. So, Rav Murray, why do you assume that the fact that that's missing from the Mishnah, the fact that the level of Chulin prepared according to the Sarah standards of Kodesh is missing from the Mishnah shows that the author of the Mishnah holds it's considered to be like Kodesh? Maybe the reason it's not listed in the Mishnah is because he consi- the author of the Mishnah considers it to be like Chulin or like Truma, like these other Tanoim in this Mishnah in Taharis that we've just quoted, either the Tanakama holds that they're like Chulin or Rabbi Lazar Rabbi Tzadik says they're like Truma. So therefore the Gemara says, from this part of the Mishnah, you cannot conclude that Chulin prepared according to the Torah standards of Kodesh are considered to be like Kodesh. Elam is safer. Rather, the Gemara says, look at the end of the Mishnah. The end of the Mishnah says, Yosi ben Yeezer haya chosid kahuna. Yosi ben Yeezer was the most devout Kohen in the Kohuna in the priesthood. midras la Kodesh. Yet his napkin was considered to be Tommy through Midras for those who ate Kodesh. Yochanan ben Gudgudah haya ochal al Taras haKodesh kol yomav. Yochanan ben Gudgudah ate his chulin according to the Torah standards of Kodesh his entire lifetime. This is exactly the case we're talking about. Yochanan ben Gudgudah treated his chulin like Kodesh, even though it was chulin, he treated it like Kodesh. And yet, v'hoisam mispachto midras lachatos. Yet his napkin was considered to be tommy through Midras for people who handled Khatas water. What's Khatas water? Khatas water was the most elevated level in the Mishnah. It was the people who are dealing with the ashes of the Paradum were mixed with water. But what do you see from that statement? Lechatas in. Only with respect to Khatas water. With that very top level was his napkin considered to be ritually impure, a Midras contaminant. But Lekodesh loy. For people who ate Kodesh, it was not considered to be ritually impure. So what do you see? This rabbi, Yochanan ben Gudgudah, he ate his 
Chulin. He ate his in unconsecrated food according to the level of Kodesh, according to the Torah standard appropriate for Kodesh's entire life. And his napkin was ritually impure only for the level above Kodesh, only for the waters mixed with the ashes of the Paraduma. But he didn't consider his napkin, or they did not consider his napkin ritually impure for people who were eating kodesh, for people who were eating sacrificial food. So you see, the fact that he ate his chulin, the fact that he ate his unconsecrated food on a state of ritual purity appropriate for kodesh, shows that it actually was treated that way. And people who ate kodesh did not need to treat his napkin as if it was ritually impure. We're going to hold it here for today. I wish you all a very good day.